Welcome to the Bible Truth Podcast with Ron and Tim Reynolds, pastors and Bible teachers. Pastor Ron and Pastor Tim combined for more than 70 years of teaching and preaching God's Word. Listen now as they share the eternal truths of the Bible. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bible Truth for Living. This is Pastor Tim Reynolds. Today is January the 1st. We'd like to wish you a happy new year and pray that it's a, a successful and prosperous year uh, for you and for your family and uh, another good year for the Bible Truth for Living program. You know, most ministries have an end-of-the-year push, and I decided this year we would do something a little different and uh, make our push for uh, financial um investment into our ministry uh, at the beginning of the year. And so I'd like to encourage you to consider being a Bible Truth for Living uh, sponsor. And uh, we certainly do not want you to take your tithes and offerings from your own church. But if you listen to the broadcast and you appreciate the fact that we uh, teach and preach the plain Word of God, and you want to help us to pay for our radio airtime as well as the podcast ministry, it would be a real blessing to us. Now, you can do that on a monthly basis or maybe a one-time gift, maybe a a six-month gift, however you do it. Uh, If you uh, give by check, you can just write it to Bible Truth for Living and send it to Bible Truth for Living, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Every gift goes directly to pay for the radio time and for the podcast ministry. And uh, we'd like to encourage you to consider that, and I appreciate it in advance. We we have several folks who uh, support us throughout the year. And we, uh, we uh, appreciate that. We thank uh, everyone for listening, for praying for us, as we now have been on the radio. Uh, my dad started this ministry back, I believe it was 1972. Uh, if that's the case, this now would be our 51st year. And uh, so I've been preaching now on the radio for about 20 of those years. And we certainly do appreciate your faithfulness to listening and supporting the program. We're looking forward to a great new year. Today, I'm beginning a series titled Cadence. And uh, today's message is titled, A God's Eye View. I'm beginning in Genesis chapter 1, and I'll read verses 1 through 5. The Bible says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. One of the first things a recruit learns in basic training is how to march in step or in rhythm with the rest of the platoon. I remember that uh, back in 1990 when I was in basic training at Fort Benning, Georgia. And uh, this is one of the first things that you learn. And the way that it's learned is you march everywhere. Uh, The platoon goes to PT, to chow, to the PX, uh, whatever it is out for training in the field, uh, you always go somewhere marching. And uh, that kind, sweet, sensitive drill instructor would call out a cadence that would keep everyone in step. And you would learn quickly how to march in step that way. We call that a cadence. Now, the word cadence means a modulation or inflection of sound consisting of rhythm and tempo. Cadence can be by voice or by percussion, 
uh, to keep beat. Like in music, you have piano, a snare drum, or a cymbal to keep cadence or to keep rhythm throughout the musical piece. Now, everything that God does has cadence or rhythm to it. All of creation moves to a certain cadence. The solar system, the planets, the sun, the moon, the earth as it rotates and revolves around the sun. All of this deals with the the time factor and the changing of the seasons. All of it moves to a certain cadence and rhythm. With that in mind, today we're going to begin this series, A God's Eye View, and look at the power, the pattern, and the perfection of the cadence of God. Let's look, first of all, at the power of God's cadence. In verses 1 and 2 of Genesis chapter 1, I'll read again. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So that tells us right there, God is the one who created everything. There is no evolution. Uh, billions of years, that is not taught in the Bible. It tells us that God created everything. But here's the point, the, the one I, I really want to focus on this morning, and that is verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, I believe the Holy Spirit moved or hovered over the earth in a very powerful and pulsating rhythm as he began to energize planet earth and bring it to life. It's interesting, this past July in 2022, uh, North American astronomers discovered a persistent pulsating pattern in the universe. They found that it repeats itself exactly every 0.2 seconds, and they named it the heartbeat of the universe. Now, of course, your secular scientists may attribute that to the supposed Big Bang that occurred in the universe billions of years ago, but I don't believe that. I believe it's just a sampling of the powerful presence of the power of God's cadence and rhythm in his creation. And it all began right here in Genesis 1 and verse 2 as the Holy Spirit began to move and hover over the face of the waters in a dark world. Now, First of all, I want us to see the power that God has to speak light into a dark world. Notice again there in verse 2, the Bible says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then verse 3 tells us, And God said, spoke, let there be light, and there was light. Now, darkness is something that cannot be measured. You can't measure darkness. Why? Well, because darkness is not a thing. Darkness is rather the absence of a thing. It's the absence of light. Now, light we can measure. We can measure light in watts. You know, you have a 25-watt bulb or 50-watt bulb, or you can measure it in lumens. Um, but light is measured. You have laser light and light bulb light and flashlight light. You have all these different measurements of light, but darkness is not measured. Imagine what power is contained in God who spoke light into darkness. Everything was dark and God simply said, let there be light and there was light. He just said, let it be. And so God has that power to speak light into a dark world. But here's something else that's just as powerful and I think just as special, and that is that God has the power to shine light into a dark heart. Now, Paul writes about this and gives us a comparison in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verses 3 through 7. Paul is comparing here the fact that God spoke light into a dark world and how God shines light into a dark heart. Listen now to 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 3. 
Paul writes this. He says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, that would be Satan, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, and here it is, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So what Satan attempts to do is he attempts to blind the minds of unbelievers so the light of the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel, the good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, so it it cannot get to the heart. Now, Paul says in verse 5, for we preach not ourselves, it's not about us, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Listen to verse 6, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, we read that in Genesis 1 and verse 3, God commanded the light to shine, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Let me read verse six again. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, let there be light in a dark world and there was light. That same God hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Beloved, darkness in a pre-creation earth was without form and void, and yet God said, let there be light. And listen, darkness is something that was there, but darkness is something that is also in the human heart. That same darkness is Adam formed out of the dust of the ground, but without the breath of life. It is the unbeliever whose mind and heart has been blinded by Satan. It's that darkness. You know what? It can even be a church functioning without the presence of the Holy Spirit when it's trying to uh, function in its own power and authority, and without the presence of the Holy Spirit, a church is powerless and lifeless. It becomes self-centered and gets out of unity and out of rhythm and out of cadence. You see, the Holy Spirit was required at the creation to bring life to the planet. The Holy Spirit is required at salvation to bring life to a darkened heart that is dead in trespasses and in sins. And it is the Holy Spirit that gives us life to witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us that in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. In fact, these are the words of Jesus. He says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You see, they didn't have power before that. But he says, you'll get power after the Holy Ghost has come. And then you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And so that is the power of God's cadence. But I want to show you the next thing here as we go back to the book of Genesis and we will look at the pattern of God's cadence. We see that pattern in the creation of man in Genesis 2 and verse 7. The Bible says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. We have three steps here. Number one, God formed man, all right? So God, and I believe personally this is the pre-incarnate Christ who formed man out of the dust of the ground. So you have, he is formed. Number two, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Adam before that had been formed, but he's laying there lifeless. But now here we have the breath of life coming into man. And then the third thing, man became a living soul. Now, God created the physical body. 
Now, the physical body is conditioned to operate according to a certain cadence or rhythm. Uh, you take an infant, you know, uh, whenever we are born, first of all, we, we have to learn a lot of things. We learn to eat. We learn to uh, sleep and how to uh, function. But a lot of things have to be done for us until we get to the toddler stage. The toddler stage, you begin to crawl and begin to get into a lot of things. Some of you <laughs> remember your children doing that. You move from a toddler into childhood, and the child then becomes an adolescent goes through puberty and then becomes a teenager, uh, eventually a young adult, and then an adult, and even in adulthood, you go into middle age and into your senior years. All of these things move according to God's cadence and rhythm of creation. You know, if something in your body is not functioning right, it's out of rhythm. Uh, maybe you have experienced that before. Maybe you've had high blood pressure or low blood pressure. Well, that'll throw you out of rhythm, out of sync. Your whole body feels uh, like it's out of cadence physically. Uh, our little Isabella, uh, Isabella, when she sleeps at night, she is connected to a what is called a pulse ox machine so that when we are with her throughout the night, this machine is monitoring her blood oxygen and her heart rate. Uh, because otherwise we would not know Isabella is nonverbal, so we, we don't know whether she's hurting or has a fever. But when the numbers are out of line, that tells us that uh, something's wrong. Maybe her heart rate is high because she's running a fever or in some pain. Maybe her blood oxygen numbers are low because she's not getting uh, good air, and so we have to do certain things for that. It tells us that her body is out of cadence. And so God has created us that way to have a certain pattern so that our bodies know that we're out of cadence. Now, uh, you have this uh, illustrated in music. All musical scores have a time signature, a pattern of strong and weak beats. You know, you'll have 2-4 time or 4-4 four, four time, and uh, sometimes the pattern changes. That change of pattern is called syncopation. That's a, that's a fancy word, musical word, syncopation. It means that you're moving from one time into another. The, the rhythm is changing. The cadence is changing. Now let's put this into a spiritual perspective. Sometimes it is God who changes the cadence of our lives. Let's admit it. Most of us are resistant to change. We don't like things to change. Uh, it's a it's a strange phenomenon that sometimes people will even stay in a in a bad situation. <coughs> Excuse me, I had a cough there. A bad situation or a bad relationship because it is safer and more comfortable than making a change. People will stay in a even sometimes an abusive relationship because that is their normal. They don't want to change. But, you know, when we think of this spiritually, sometimes God changes the cadence in our lives because we get too comfortable. We get in our comfort zone and God brings us out of that by changing the cadence in our in our lives. Uh, we may not like it. We may not understand it. Uh, sometimes we won't understand it until years later. Sometimes we won't understand it till we get to heaven. But we have this illustrated in the life of Joseph. Think of all the changes that Joseph went through, really through no fault of his own. Here was a young man who had received a coat of many colors from his father. He had some dreams and told them to his brothers, and it made his brothers very jealous. And they wanted to kill him, but eventually they threw him into a pit. And some people came along and they sold their brother into slavery. So he moves from the pit and ends up in the house of Potiphar. 
while he's in the house of Potiphar, man, he's doing great. He's he's uh, in control of the finances and all for Potiphar. And, and then suddenly you have Potiphar's wife who begins to try to seduce Joseph and she accuses him uh, of something uh, immoral and he ends up in prison. So he goes from a pit to Potiphar's house. Now he's in prison. And over the process of time, he interprets some dreams and he ends up in the palace. And uh, it all started with these jealous brothers and years go by and now the brothers return. And uh, when we get to the end of the book of Genesis, you find their father, Jacob, passing away. And now the brothers are concerned that Joseph is going to vindicate or bring vengeance upon his brothers once their father dies. And I want you to listen to the comment here. We're talking about how God sometimes changes the cadence of our lives. Joseph now is an older man, and the Bible says in Genesis chapter 50 and verse 15, and when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. He's going to get us back now. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall you say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespasses of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. Now, they probably made this story up. We, we don't know if Jacob really said this or not, but they're trying to save their own skin. And the Bible says, the brethren also went in and fell down before his face, and they said, behold, we be thy servants. Now, listen to Joseph's reply here, and this is the important part. And Joseph said unto them, fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. You see what he's saying there? He says, who am I to complain and be put in the place of God? It is God who allowed all of these circumstances to happen in my life. You guys meant it for evil. You, you, you were angry with me. You were jealous. But God meant it for good because at the end of the day, he used it to save all of the family of Jacob. Of course, he would save all of the people of Israel, and it would bring us into the book of Exodus, where they would be in slavery, but God would use Moses to bring the children of Israel out of that slavery. And yet it began with this young man, Joseph, when God changed the cadence of his life. But here's something else. Sometimes we change the cadence that God has for our lives. Sometimes it's God changing the cadence, and sometimes it's us. Now remember, God always honors man's free will, and sometimes we miss God's best for our lives, and we do that because we get out of step, we get out of cadence, we get out of rhythm with God's will. A man that did that was Jonah. You're familiar with the story of Jonah. Let me just read a little bit of it. Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Now this is God's will. He says, I want you to go to Nineveh and preach. Verse 3, but Jonah. So here we see Jonah's will. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. 
So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. You notice when you get away from God, you're always going down and you always pay the fare. Well, you know the story, a storm arises and eventually they throw Jonah overboard. And verse 17 says, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. God's will was for him to go to Nineveh and preach. But Jonah didn't want to do that. He wanted to run from God. Now, he wasn't going to get by with it. He was the child of God that uh, God would chastise, and uh, the chastisement was to be swallowed by uh, a great fish. Now, uh, we see Jonah chapter 2 and verse 7 after Jonah has prayed, and, and he's asking God to spare him. Part of his prayer is found in, in Jonah 2 verse 7. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. He didn't remember the Lord when he was running, but now he remembers God. And my prayer came in unto thee in thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. He finally comes to the point where his will is broken and he says, God, I'm, I'm going to do what you want me to do. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. So we see two different lives here. In the life of Joseph, it is God who changed the cadence of his life. But in the story of Jonah, it was Jonah trying to change the cadence of what God had for him. Now, the last thing that I want to share with you this morning is the perfection of God's cadence. And again, we're going to go back to Genesis chapter 1. And verse four, as the first day of creation concludes and God saw the light, that it was good. And sometimes we look at the things in our lives and we wonder how anything good can come out of it. Uh, Here we are going into a new year and uh, we all hope for the great things to happen. But let's be realistic. Tough things happen every year. Uh, Some of us will go through sicknesses. People will go through divorce. Uh, Maybe you'll deal with a wayward child a financial problem. All these things are just part of the reality of life. And yet God can bring something good out of it. Now it's, it's during these tough times, we must learn to trust God. And we must understand that we are going through the cadence and the rhythm that God has for us. And sometimes that cadence and rhythm of life is difficult, but somehow God makes everything beautiful in his time. A passage of scripture regarding that is Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Listen to this, please. The Bible says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. There's a rhythm. There's a cadence. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, in a time of peace, verse 11, he hath made everything beautiful in his time. 
You see, we think of all of these things. Why did this have to happen now? Why am I going through this now? Well, we don't have those answers, but we do know if we trust God that he will make everything beautiful in his time. It's all according to his rhythm and his cadence. Several years ago, I had the opportunity to visit Israel, and one of the most interesting places that we visited was the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. At the Wailing Wall, you have people there, mostly Jews, but you also have tourists, such as ourselves, who will write prayers on paper and place them in between the stone uh, bricks in that Wailing Wall. But what many of the Jews do while they pray is they rock back and forth in a in a forward and back motion while they pray. It's called shuckling. It means to shake. Well, no one knows exactly how and when this practice began or why it began. But one of the thoughts is that what the Jews do as they pray, and this is nothing that is in your Bible, it's nothing that we have to do, but what they do there when they pray at the Wailing Wall is they are rocking back and forth to get in rhythm with God. They are setting a rhythm, a cadence to their prayers. Now, we don't have to do that, of course, when we pray, but I want you to think about this. Are you in rhythm with God? You're certainly not going to be in rhythm with God if you're not saved. That's the first thing you must do. But you know, even as believers, we can get out of rhythm with God. We can get backslidden. We can get away from God. Or, you know, sometimes when God changes that rhythm, we don't like it. We want God to change the situation. But what we really need to pray for is, God, help me to trust you. Help me to trust you in this situation. Lord, I want to be in rhythm with you. Whatever you want, Lord, I'm willing to do. I'm willing to go along with because it's your will that I want to accomplish. And that's when God uh, blesses us and brings us closer to him. Well, I pray that the message was a help to you today. And next week, we'll bring part two of this series titled Cadence. And I hope you can tune in then. Don't forget, you can find the Bible Truth podcast on your favorite podcast store, whether that's Apple iTunes. There's a lot of them. And you can find Bible Truth for Living, Pastor Tim Reynolds, and you'll find all of these messages that we have on the radio, as well as many messages and teachings that my dad has also put on there. So I encourage you to do that. That way you can listen at your own time, as well as to the radio broadcast every Sunday morning. It's a joy to be with you every Sunday. And we look forward to this day. We look forward to a great new year and what God has in store for us. And I look forward to seeing you next week and being with you for another message from God's word. Until that time, this is Pastor Tim Reynolds saying, may God bless you is my prayer. You've been listening to the Bible Truth Podcast with your host pastors, Tim and Ron Reynolds. They can be contacted on the Mount Vernon Baptist Temple Facebook page, or you may send Pastor Tim an email to T-I-M-R-E-Y-1 at Hotmail.com. Or if you prefer, mail correspondence to Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Again, that's Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois 62864. Thank you for listening.